Do you remember that old joke, three disc professionals walk into a bar and, oh, wait, you've never heard it before? We haven't either. But what if three disc professionals did walk into a bar, sit down at a table, and have thoughtful conversations about a whole host of topics? What if you could eavesdrop and maybe even pull up your own chair? And what if that bar was actually a coffee shop because at least one of us would inevitably fall asleep or want to dance after a couple glasses of wine? This series is that conversation in the coffee shop where you get to listen in on thoughtful discussions about a variety of topics from the perspective of a medical SLP, a school-based SLP, and a professor in communication sciences and disorders. Grab a drink, pull up a chair, and let's get started. Welcome, podcast listeners. We're here at our final, at least final for now, Fishbowl podcast episode. And uh, the last few podcasts, we've been talking about some pretty intense things. And we wanted to end on a more um, future-pointed note. So today we're talking about the concept of a personal board of directors, thinking about you as a person with lots of dimensions and how you gather wisdom and learn from other people around you in a formal or not so formal way. So personal board of directors, that's our topic. I want to welcome Maddie Marie Teagles and Katie Weidstrom-Landgraf. And again, I'm Janet Tilstra. We're happy to be here and to talk with you. Happy to be here today, Janet. This is Sad. It's been a great journey, this Fishbowl podcast series. Yeah, I have some mixed emotions as well. This is Katie, and uh, I really have enjoyed our conversations, and uh, I like the idea of final for now. Maybe some things will, will kind of come up. There are some things that are percolating that we just aren't aware of. And Absolutely. So, final for now it is. Absolutely. Well, this has been such a, a pleasure and such a learning experience for all of us. And um, let's just jump right in with our final topic. Um, I want to introduce to you the, the concept of personal board of directors. I remember having a guest speaker in graduate school, and I finished graduate school in the 90s. So this, this is someone who their one talk to my class um, really stuck with me. But she talked about this concept of a personal board of directors and the idea that no single person in your life is going to fulfill all of your needs. And so you may um, hand select or invite in um, or just be, be connected with lots of different people who play lots of different roles in your life. Um, I've read about this concept in other ways and and some people formalize it a little bit more i have have just kind of mentally had the concept i wouldn't say i've appointed someone or invited them you know maddie would you like to be on my personal board of directors i I think of it more of as a framework that has resonated with me and i wanted to talk about it with you all so what are your thoughts about that concept of a personal board of directors Katie, what comes to mind? How does that fit with your experience? Well, um, you know, I think about, there's that old quote that people come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime, something like that. And when I think about the personal board of directors, it's that notion that not one person can be all the things for you. 
and that your personal board of directors may also evolve throughout your lifetime. It's a new concept to me, but it's intriguing. Mm -hmm. And as I'm hearing you speak, I'm thinking about, wow, there are a lot of folks in my life who've probably served on the board in some capacity. They haven't known it, of course, but uh, I definitely have had a lovely group of people on my own board. So it's intriguing, and I am interested to talk more and learn more. Maddie, what about you? What are your thoughts about this idea of a personal board of directors? Like you, Katie, it's it's a new concept to me. So I'm glad that you've brought it up, Janet. And when I did some reading in preparation for this episode today, I read about you know, what is the board of directors? Forbes has a great article that we will put in the show notes and it talks about the board of directors. The thing that really appeals to me is as we go through life, and I think we already do this already, we just don't call it our own personal board of directors. And by calling it our personal board of directors, it just gives it so much more clarity and and balance and intentional seeking out of answers for the the challenges and the thoughts that we have. So I love the idea of a personal board of directors. I think for me, um, I've had a lot of high expectations of people and sometimes have been disappointed if certain people don't play certain roles in my life. And a piece of why this personal board of directors concept was important was thinking, you know, some people are going to be your cheerleaders and so optimistic and other people are not going to be that person, but maybe they're going to ask you the really hard questions or push back in some important way that causes you to think. And those are both really valuable roles and very different. So when you think about this concept um, and different roles and different relationships. How, how does this feel different for you or maybe the same from other types of relationships that you, that you have with people? Maddie, what comes to mind for you? How does this feel different or similar to other kinds of ways you've thought about relationships? I've gone through some really, really challenging times in my life where Someone once gave me the advice that you need to always have three people, someone that that you can go to who will tell you like it is, who will hold you accountable for things, and who maybe expand your perspective. Because sometimes you just get in this mind fog in life for whatever reason. And so thinking about how this is the same, it's when we go through life and we have these challenges and we're making these decisions, whether it's in our careers or our spiritual life or relationships or wherever, it's really important to have people who can help us expand our way of thinking, hold us accountable, be the cheerleader, like you said, and, um, Tell us plain, plain truths that sometimes we need to hear. And because we've developed these relationships with these um, board of directors, whether it's three or five or, you know, whoever it is, um, we feel they have our best interests in mind and they very likely do. 
And it's really nice to feel like you have someone on your side. Katie, I liked what you said um, previously about some people may be a part of your life for a kind of a season or maybe not a permanent fixture on your board of directors. Um, my, my adult daughter was pointing out to me that for some people, this may be that it's a, a set of friends who are lifelong friends and it may be an ongoing group mm -hmm. that tracks with you. And for other people, there may be a slightly different structure where it's maybe an evolving board or more of a, you know, dipping in for a season, dipping out. Um, so thinking about, you know, those different ways that that could look, um, for you, what are, how does this concept of board of directors either align or differ from the kinds of ways that you've had relationships, um, through the years? Yeah, I think that I have had incredible people in my life that have, fulfilled lots of different roles. Sometimes they are telling me how it is and uh, telling me what I need to hear, even when it may not be what I want to hear. Um, I also like having some of those cheerleaders that are there to support you and uh, love you and meet you where you're at. I have had people who've known me for decades and decades and decades I have had people who are relatively new to me. And I think what's interesting is that your daughter said this might be a group of lifelong friends. I was also thinking that I would have some folks who've known me a long time, some folks who haven't maybe known me as long, and some folks who are pretty new to me. I like the fluidity of that. And the other part of that quote is, is reason. Sometimes people come into our lives for a really specific reason, and they may be on the board for that special project management, and then they're no longer on the board, and that's okay, too. So it's definitely more fluid when I sort of conceptualize that personal board of directors. Mm. Mm -hmm. I'm on a, a nonprofit board, and we have one person who comes in every year to present the audit of the organization. And so thinking along, there might be people that just dip in and they help you do a kind of a personal audit periodically. Maddie, Maddie, what were some of the, the roles that were recommended in that Forbes article? I've looked at it. It's been a little while. Sure. One of the roles is we've mentioned it several times is the role of a cheerleader. We all have to have cheerleaders. Um, another um, role on the board is having somebody on our board of directors who are from our profession. Someone, another one is someone with same life, life experiences. Another one might, a person to be on the board of directors could be somebody from a totally different generation, expanding the perspectives. Mm -hmm. And the last one that the article mentions is someone who is ready to critique and give you the feedback and tell you what you need to hear. Mm. Important role. That's great. I several of those. Um, I was thinking about people who've had similar life experiences. Um, that's that's been very informative to me along the way. And also, I would say I 
commonly have someone from a different generation or maybe several different generations who are involved with my life. Some of those have been people maybe closer to my parents' age, um, either at a time where I wasn't either wasn't interested or didn't have the kind of relationship with my parents where they would be advising me in the same role as a more external person. Uh, that was sometimes the way that it was. And those were people who were very, very influential at times. And it might have been, again, just some kind of like dipping in, dipping out. Mm -hmm. Do you want to speak more about people or some of those roles that come to mind and you think, oh, I'm so glad I've had someone who was in that role over time? Or feel free to name a name if you feel comfortable doing that. Katie, what are, what are your thoughts? You know, I was thinking about the different generations and I think about folks who are older than I am, but I also think about some really important people in my own life who are younger than I am. And what's interesting to me, I work in a school, I work in a high school, and I can honestly say that there have been some students even that in retrospect were probably on my personal board of directors at one time. I think that's an interesting thing that came up for me as I was listening. I agree that on our personal board of directors, we have people who know our profession. But when I think about how this is influencing my thinking or influencing how I move through the world, I think there probably have been actual clients or students that have, you know, stepped in and out on the board. I, of course, wouldn't identify them as such, but just as I'm conceptualizing this, it's not just older generations that have taught me something really valuable or something I needed to know or understand. It has oftentimes been folks who are younger than I am but you're open to those lessons and learning from them. It's an important part. I think. I agree. I agree with that. And I feel like it's almost shifted a little bit over time as well. When I was just emerging from grad school, I think I was really looking for those kind of like experienced people who might have that voice or that lens of wisdom. And then as I've moved along, I think I've realized no one has a corner on all the wisdom in the world. And so I've broadened out kind of the, the voices who are a part of, of that conversation. And I so value the voices of people that are of a different generation and have a different lens and are willing to push back or question maybe some of the assumptions I've been walking around with. What? What questions come to mind for either of you related to this, this concept, personal board of directors? One question that comes to my mind, this is Maddie, is how do I choose people? And who do I choose? And how formal am I with them? I mean, I'm not going to say, hey, would you like to be on my personal board of directors? But I might actively search out and cultivate um, a relationship and also give back to them in some way. So not just taking all the time, right. but giving back as well. 
Yeah, that's, I think that's such a personal decision, sort of how to choose and how much to formalize, right? Because you can formalize to a point where it feels awkward and perhaps not true to you. Hey, I'm recruiting for my personal board of directors. Would you like to submit an application? I mean, that feels very false and just weird, right? Weird. I would be off. I would be put off if someone approached me that way. Yet I've had other things where it's like a touch formal. Um, a former student that I reconnected with on LinkedIn, we had some conversations. And then at the end of one of the conversations, she said, do you mind if we would just like do this periodically? Um, because I think that I could really benefit from some mentoring. And would you be willing to serve in that role? And so she was basically kind of asking me to be on her board of directors, not using that term necessarily, but, but in a way that it felt like it was a follow-up of already having a reconnection and some meaningful conversation. And she was just asking for permission to kind of like keep the dialogue open. I yeah. love that you brought up the term mentoring. That is a term that we use often. Asha has it set up. We have it set up with one another. We have it at our, our, our colleges. It's a wonderful word. Mentoring, guiding, leading. I think it's another area that can become kind of complex or confusing. And I know there are some people who have a, a public presence that get approached all the time, like, would you mentor me? And that can feel a little bit contrived, or how do I know if I'm ready to be in that role? So I think um, I love mentoring, and I love and so value the concept of mentoring. And there's also these parallels of that diciness of how, how formal or how, who is that person, right? Do you pick famous person that you admire or do you pick person somewhere in your world who you also admire, who may not have sort of like all the stars flashing behind them, but may have an incredible amount of, of wisdom and input to uh, kind of pour into you. Yeah. Katie, you look very thoughtful. What's yeah, coming to mind? I think, uh, I think uh, what's kicking around for me is so is it reciprocal sometimes? Is it always more one way? When I think about directors and directing, to me that seems... Um, singular in its direction and its focus. And yet when I think about who would be on my own personal board of directors, there's a reciprocity in that relationship oftentimes. And I think the reason I look a little puzzled or unsure is are those folks on the board? Is a board something different? Is there freedom to kind of have it be something where there is this reciprocal interaction. Mm. I don't know. That's where, that's where like I have the furrowed brow. You could see it. That's what I was thinking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it depends when I started. So when we started this podcast, Janet, you and I know each other from the university and right. Kate, you and Janet know each other. So mm -hmm. Janet's like, I had this great friend and you knew me doing the podcast and I had come on at the university and I was having some learning curves. And so I reached out to you, Janet, to say, 
give me some feedback on how to step into my role as a professor. I don't think I can give you any pointers about being a professor because you're here and you have so many years of experience. However, I can give to you a perspective, you know, and some way try to get to you. So sometimes it is reciprocal back and forth. And right. sometimes it's paying forward to the students that or other SLPs, but we're not going to get it back. And sometimes, so it depends. I don't think there's a set answer. We, it's a very dynamic yeah. process. Maddie, I agree a hundred percent that that's, you almost said the exact same words I was going to say, sometimes reciprocal, mm-hmm. you know, like you and I, we have absolutely given honest feedback. You've given feedback on the podcast, on, um, you know, other elements of writing I've done or initiatives I've, I've tried. So we've had that reciprocal kind of relationship. And many times there might be someone who's just serving me on my board, mm-hmm. but I might be just serving someone else in a similar way. So I love that pay it forward concept that just really, that just feels honest and really true to what I've experienced. All right, let's, let's kind of uh, start turning a corner here and think about what advice would you give to someone who's, who's maybe intrigued with this concept of personal board of directors, whether they want to embrace that in a formal sense or just in a kind of like loosely entertaining it sense. Um, what advice would you have for those who are, are wanting to think about and kind of delve into this a little bit more? I think, you know, going back to the specific roles that individuals may serve on the personal board of directors, I would be inclined if informally in my mind, I have this individual who is serving one of those roles to acknowledge that explicitly uh, and have gratitude for that explicitly with the idea that there's more where that came from if you identify uh, what it is you appreciate about that relationship and about that feedback. Uh, So I was thinking about, well, how would I, I guess, kind of curate those roles on the board a little more explicitly without making it a really formal and awkward and strange process. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of what came to mind for me. Mm. So you might say, I so appreciate how I can always trust you to give me honest feedback when I'm not sure about something. Right. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I love that. Maddie, how about you? Kind of what advice are you thinking about? I would, my advice would be, to be aware of what your needs are and intentionally start building your board of directors and, and say professionally, here is a where I would challenges I have or questions I have, or um, and then reach out to somebody in our profession, um, spiritually or relationship-wise, you know, whatever it is you have, but begin building your board and be intentional about it. Mm. I feel like you and I are, there's a lot of synergy with the way you're thinking today, Maddie, um, and the way (laughs) I'm thinking, because I was thinking about that too, sort of a, if you had a self audit and you're thinking, oh, you know, I've got my fun people 
around. Maybe I've got my colleagues who understand me, my professional changes in my professional world. Maybe I don't have someone who's, you know, from a different generation. Maybe that's, that's someone that you think about. How could I grow a relationship or explore relationships that might lead to something deeper? And I, I, I think it, for me, it's been very fluid the way these things develop. It's not as though I, you know, put up a dating profile for, you know, recruiting ex-board of directors slots. Um, for me, it's been, I mean, maybe I've had some conversations or an interesting experience or maybe I met someone and I think, oh, this might be a really great like friend or person to have in my world. So then I ask if we can connect again. Maybe it's coffee. Maybe it's like Zoom conversation. And then just sort of let things go where they will. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe it isn't the kind of of relationship where there's any kind of synergy for that person to have a short-term role in my life. Maybe the person's plate is completely full and they don't have any capacity to do, you know, any sort of new connections or relationships. Yeah. But let's talk a little bit about some of the, the why we would value this gathering and learning from the wisdom of others. Um, I don't see anything completely magical about the phrase board of directors, but I see a lot wonderful and magical about knowing that I can't figure out things 100% on my own and that having myself surrounded by people who can serve different roles in my life is just powerful and informative and gives me tremendous support and hope about being able to do life without having to do it completely on my own. So um, let's just talk about the kind of like the, the why of why do you see that as, as important and valuable, the gathering and learning from the wisdom of others? I love that phrase, gathering and learning from the wisdom of others. I am a big reader. I love to read, always have a stack of books that I'm reading. And to me, one of the reasons why I love reading non-fictional books as well is I learn from others. I learn different ways of thinking and processing and my world expands. And so for me, the value of a board of directors is it helps me expand my world to different ways of thinking, different avenues, different rabbit trails I can explore. Um, and the more I know, the more I learn, the more choices I have to take my life where I want my life to go and pursue the happiness that is important to me. So I would equate the board of directors to learning and expanding and support. Mm. Thank you, Maddie. Yeah, I would, I would echo some of those same sentiments. I think it's, it's important to continue to grow and to learn and to evolve. And to the extent that you can find these other humans that cross your path and that can support that journey, that's amazing, right? I mean, how how lucky are we whenever you have an individual that crosses your path and cultivates wisdom and learning and growth? And uh, I think 
that alone is worth considering a personal board of directors or saying yes to those uh, connections when somebody does say, hey, you want to do this again? Should we get coffee? Yeah, absolutely. And I think what's interesting is that that never stops being possible. And as long as we're breathing in and out, there are those opportunities for growth and wisdom. And that's what's exciting to me about this conversation. It isn't just when you're first starting your career. It isn't just when you're uh, transitioning to a new job. It isn't just about jobs and careers. A personal board of directors uh, can really assist you and support you. And I think you use the word hope. It, It gives you kind of this hope and this excitement that there are always opportunities for connection. And that's cool. And change. Mm -hmm. I met with um, somebody in our local community and I do a lot of speaking on mental wellness outside of our field. And we were going to meet for an hour for coffee and we ended up cutting it off at two hours because we both had places to go. And we walked away with such hope for change. And I think that's part of the beauty of the board of directors concept is, is change. Good change. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about our listeners and for me, I, I love meeting new people and I'm not, I'm not uncomfortable with, you know, those like, Hey, do you want to have coffee? Hey, should we do this again? Those are not uncomfortable things for me to ask, but I know for some of our listeners, those might be things that are kind of a stretch or they might, people might be thinking, well, I don't, what if the other person thinks I'm weird or what if they, they probably have like all their, they have friends, they're busy. Why would they want to spend time with me? That's like, we're just colleagues or maybe we just met a couple times at the YMCA and who says they want to be in my workout group or whatever. Um, what would you say to those listeners who are maybe feeling some cautiousness about just following those connections just a touch further. What's the worst thing that can happen? Like, I I guess that's like, that's the thing, right? What's they say, I I'd like to, but I can't. They say maybe no. I I guess my whole thing Mm -hmm. is take the chance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And recognize that there are, Lots of opportunity opportunities for for growth and learning and connection throughout your lifetime, and they might come from really surprising mm-hmm. places and sources. And maybe it is the why, you know, maybe it's at your shared mailboxes in the lobby of your apartment complex. I don't know, but right. I think that what's interesting is that we sometimes really like to have, you know, this is how this should go. This is how this should be. And if there's one thing we've done throughout this podcast, it's, it's that notion. Well, have you considered that maybe, or well, but what about, this is kind of another version of that, right? Mm -hmm. Where uh, it's, it's meant to kind of just expand consideration and Mm -hmm. thoughts about possibilities, you know? Being curious, to use a phrase you've brought up a lot. Being (laughs) curious. What would that be like? Yeah. Maddie, I was thinking about you and and some rejection challenges you've tried in the past. (laughs) Yes, I love my rejection challenges. Do you want to 
Yeah, say something <laughs> about that, please. Oh, I, it's a, one of my courses on my website. It's um, learning to step bravely. There's a wonderful TED Talk out there, and we'll both had in our show notes too, where a gentleman went out and he asked a question and he got rejected. It was a very simple question. And uh, something to, in the lobby of his hotel of, or, or apartment, and when he was rejected, he w- realized that his head his voice and his body all took the brunt of the rejection. And it wasn't a personal rejection. The person said something, it was about walking a dog or something, you know? And so he decided to do the rejection challenge where he's going to practice asking for little things that he, he could or couldn't be rejected on. And he learned to adapt and pivot his way of thinking where it's, it's not necessarily personal. Um, and he learned to change the pot to, to a positive mindset and to reflect it in his body and in, and in his voice. And so I created this whole fun thing about, you know, SLP rejection or the rejection challenge. And so with the board of directors, you're not going to see change unless you take a chance. If you keep doing things the same way you have always done, then they will continue to be the same. So if you want to step into the board of directors um, paradigm or structure, take a chance, ask, reach out. And the only other word of wisdom that I have is uh, we all be sure that if you ask, you also give. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to be sure that you're giving back, maybe not to that one-on-one with that person, but that you continue to give to the world. Um, there's this old Celtic proverb that says, he who is generous never wants. And that goes for material possessions as well as everything else that we're talking about here. Oh, that's a beautiful sentiment. I was remembering a moment with the rejection challenge when we were with students at ASHA in Orlando, and we went uh, to a restaurant where someone was playing kettle drums and Maddie had been talking about this rejection challenge and she said well let's go ask if we can get a picture of her by the kettle drums and a lot of the students were pretty hesitant um and Maddie just like got us all up there and and sure enough got our photo pre-covid 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 yes pre-covid pre-covid we were all huddled together yeah, I love the rejection challenge. And that was that was fun. That was fun practicing. And I practice the rejection challenge all the time. Yeah, you have taken that to new levels. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, as we're we're kind of wrapping up our podcast series here and this topic, what are some final thoughts that you have for our listeners who've either dipped in for this particular episode or maybe they've listened to several of our episodes? Maddie, kind of pleasing words of wisdom. I do not think that this will be our final episode of podcast series. <laughs> final of series I, one. I love season the connection. Yes, yeah, season one of the Fishbowl series. And so final words of wisdom would be the beauty of the Fishbowl series is we have Janet Tilstra, who's higher ed in everything in that world. Katie, who's just 
in the high school area with her heart and me in my medical SLP area, loving what I do. So I would say continue to reach out to us, continue to bring us topics and things that you want to hear because we love doing this and there'll be more. Thank you, Maddie. Katie, parting thoughts? Oh, just keep staying curious Mm -hmm. and uh, be open to new experiences and new ways of moving through your own world and your own corner in it. And uh, if you like the podcast, great. Share it with a friend. Uh, If you didn't like the podcast, that's okay too. Uh, But tell us why. You could be... be sources of feedback to help us continue to grow and to learn. You could be uh, on our combined board of directors. That's right. Exactly. Uh, so I just am really grateful uh, for the opportunity to share thoughts and conversations uh, with you all and to learn from folks with lots of different life experiences. And that includes our listeners and each other. So thank you. Yes. Yes. I am 54 years old and I'm at a phase of life where I, I mostly do stuff I'm pretty sure I'm going to be good at. And it's uncomfortable for me to try things. I'm not sure how it's going to go. And, and this podcast series was one of those things. And, you know, there are, there are moments where I listen back and I cringe here and there, maybe at my phraseology or if I said, um, too much or used what I'm thinking about over and over anyway, (laughs) but this has been such an amazing learning experience. And I would say to our listeners, if you have things you're thinking about or that are noodling in your head, and maybe you feel like you're the only one, I can promise you, you are not the only one thinking about that, asking those questions. Just start talking about it. And who knows what kind of conversations you might have with people in your world. Thank you so much. We are just delighted that you've been with us for today's podcast and for this season journey. I hope today's conversation has created some aha moments for you and motivated you to become a better SLP continuing to connect some of those missing links between what you know and how to use that knowledge. Thank you for downloading the missing link for SLP's podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, I'd love you to subscribe, rate it, and leave a short review. Also, please share an episode with a friend. Together, we can raise awareness and help more SLPs find and connect those missing links and get the information needed to help them feel confident in their patient care every step of the way. Follow me on Instagram and join the Fresh SLP community on Facebook. Show notes are always available, so come learn more at freshslp.com. Let's make those connections. You got this.